Happy New Year, podcast fam. William Papa is a TikTok creator who has surpassed 1.1 million followers in the time span of only six months. This dude has blown up. He uses his platform to create videos that not only entertain others, but show teens how to be more confident and stand up to things like bullying and social anxiety. Season four starts right now. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host, Michael Dees is not here today, you guys. I'm super sorry to let you know that he was here earlier in the day and was not feeling too hot. We had a storm roll in. I think the pressure system, like a little headache and, and stuff like that. And he was like, man, I think I should bow out. So Mike, dude, I love you, man. I hope you feel better. Super, super sorry uh, that you're out. Like, you know, this is uh, going out at the beginning of the year, you guys. And uh, we're actually recording back-to-back episodes tonight. So, hey, you know, I, Mike, I just hope you feel better. And to everybody who's listening, happy new year. William, are you excited about the new year, man? Oh, yeah, definitely. Hopefully yeah. 2021 will be our year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, I'm super excited to introduce our guests. But before we do, I want to thank some sponsors, you guys. I want to let you guys know the people who are making this show happen. Uh, shout out to the best restoration, you guys. Podcast fam, if you need to have friends on your side when disasters happen and know... I'm not talking about the entire year of 2020 because we can we can admit right it's a complete disaster. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about when that toilet overflows, that washing machine leaks, or when that pipe bursts in the wall. Have these things happened to you yet? Um, Have you entered like these are things that your parents are still handling? Yeah, well, for right now, but I'm starting to get into it. You know, getting ready for college. Uh, I feel that. Man. <laughs> uh, or if you're like us and you like move your business, and so we when we moved into this place, this entire place was filled with mold. Uh, oh, the memories, man! But the, you know what? It was okay because the best restoration came through. Jorge brought his team, and they came to our rescue. Uh, you guys, I can speak firsthand to the quality of the work of these guys they are incredible with their certified techs and state-of-the-art equipment these guys are the masters of disaster give them a call at 352-505-3321 or visit them at thebestrestoration.com and we also want to thank leonardo's pizza you guys Thank you to Kyle Cohan and the team over at Leonardo's Pizza Mill Hopper. Um, you know, th- they've been such an incredible sponsor of ours for the entire, like, throughout 2020, throughout the coronavirus, when we were doing the coronavirus sessions, they were absolutely epic. You guys, Leonardo's Pizza offers the same classic food, family-friendly atmosphere, local beers on draft and in cans, and they even have an upgraded wine selection. During these times, they are still implementing safety precautions, and of course, with masks for guests that are not at the table, masks for all team members, limited seating and these guys even purchased some UV sanitizing lights to make sure that the restaurant is virus free. I love their heart and the heart for Gainesville. They are so supportive of us and this community. Order takeout or delivery on leonardosmillhopper.com or through 
excuse me, I cannot talk tonight, through, or through 352 Delivery. Also, they are now catering orders, you guys, through easycater.com. Treat your office to some delicious pies from our friends at Leonardo's Millhopper, leonardosmillhopper.com, or call them at 352-376-2001. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys... Today on the show, we have William Papa, a content creator on TikTok, born and raised right here in Gainesville, Florida. William, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me, yeah. Dude, so, I, <laughs> you know, honestly, if, like, if there was going to be an episode where Mike wasn't going to be here, it, it, it's probably good that it's this one because I'm the guy who, like, is just a social media fool. Like, I just love everything social media, and I probably dominate the conversation anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, it's, it's great to have you, man. I'm excited to dive into this. Uh, I was blown away by the little bit that I've heard of your story, okay? So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you to go ahead, tell everybody who you are, tell them uh, about this journey on TikTok. When did it all happen? I know it's been a short, it's been a short ride yeah. <laughs> and it's been an explosive one, so I'm excited to hear, but, but go ahead and kind of tell everybody like what's going on and a little bit about your story. Oh, where do I even begin? Yeah, um, man. Wherever well, you want, that's the yeah, best part, yeah. dude. So, uh, I guess I'll start uh, when I first started making TikToks. That was, I believe, in March, uh, right when lockdown first happened. And I had nothing to do previously. I was, you know, traveling soccer. I was playing track and field for my high school. And it, my life was just kind of like a machine. You know, um, I didn't have much free time at all. That's kind of the way I lived prior to the lockdown. And when the lockdown first hit, I was at my friend's one night and I was looking through my phone and I see TikTok. I was like, man, I'm so bored. Like, I have nothing to do. So I just, I was like, I haven't been on this app for a while. So I opened up the app and I was like, hey, I might as well just make a TikTok while I'm at it. I go ahead and make a TikTok. You know, it was just it was just like a silly idea. I just let my ADHD run for like an hour, just get an idea. And, you know, it's just like how the seven deadly sins would dress if they were actual people. And I got the idea from watching a show called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is, you know, anime. Um, there's these characters that represent the seven deadly sins. So, you know, I thought it was like kind of cool if it was like modern time or whatever. So, you know, it was just kind of a stupid idea. And I just put it out there. And I was on FaceTime with a friend one night and I look at TikTok and my, the video's blown up. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I was like, I, I did not expect this. It was like my first video on TikTok. And so, this was like literally the first video you made? Yeah, the first video I made. But on you TikTok. said you already had the platform? I had the platform previously. But you just never put up a video ever? No. Had you even like really watched other people's content up to that point or no? I did. Uh, I never was on the app that much, though. Okay. So, did you have the app when it was called Musically, or did you actually get it when it was TikTok? <laughs> Be honest. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, middle school, I did have a Musically. Okay. Uh, we don't talk about that. Okay. Yeah, it's not, 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 not my brightest moment I've ever had. <laughs> okay. This is right up there with my karaoke app I had in like seventh grade. Okay. You know, um, classified information. <laughs> However. Um, <laughs> All right. So the video starts blowing up and people wanted a part two with the other with the other um the other deadly sins and how see how they would dress so i was just like okay well i have nothing else to do so i went ahead and i made part two the next day people enjoyed the part two and i was like well i could actually probably do something with this i have nothing else to do i don't know how long i'm being locked down for so i was scrolling through tiktok and i was looking for you know which community to join because i was talking to my friend who had at the time like 100k and she was originally in the dance community. I think she's about done making TikToks now. But um, 
Yeah, so I was just scrolling through TikTok, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm six foot five, right? I'm very skinny and uncoordinated. I can't dance, right? Um, I know I'm not the funniest at the time. I was a bit socially awkward. So I was just like, I'm not funny, right? And I did like a, a two-week acting camp back in middle school, and I see like the POV community come up. I'm like, well, might as well get into it, right? So I go into POVs, and, you know, people love it. A POV is point of view. It's the like, point of view. It's, it's like the uh, acting skits, okay. right? So I mean, I know what POV stands for. I just like, yeah. make sure it's relating same terms, I guess. Yeah. So, um, no, I, was, I get my inspiration from this other creator. His name is Jordan Niclausi. And I'm actually friends with him now. It's kind of funny. I looked up to this guy. <laughs> he had like 1.4 million followers when I first saw him. Now I'm like friends with him. Okay. You know, it's crazy now how things just change over time. But, um, yeah. I just go straight into POVs. Okay. And I just, people start loving it. I start making these series, these little, it's like my ADHD run. I'd make about like five drafts, post three a day. And, you know, people really enjoyed it. Okay, so that first video. Mm-hmm. Okay. Were you intending on it being a part one, part two type thing? Because, I mean, you just posted it, right? And then it just like starts taking off. Yeah, no, I just how, didn't expect it you know, doing so good. How many views did it get in that 24 hours? Do you, have, do you even remember? Uh, I think it was mm, the 60,000 to 100,000. Okay. For my first video. On your first like, really video. Good, yeah. Okay. And then you're just like, okay, I'm going to make a part, part two of this. Yeah, people were in my comment sections and, you know, I had these girls simping over me is the word they use nowadays. And I was like, Simping? Simping. Is like, what does that um, even mean? It's kind of like a crush in a way, like <laughs> crushing on me. And I was I was new to this, oh, man. James, do you know what simping means? Yeah. yeah dude, am I that old? Like, this is what sucks is like, I'm like, I'm 38 years old and now I'm starting to feel like the, like the really old guy, you know? I'm like, dang, dude, I'm not that old. I shouldn't know these terms. <laughs> so, you know, I really should. Uh, okay, so simping. So, I was like, I was completely new to this prior. I would just go to school, uh, go to track practice, and drive two hours to Jacksonville for soccer practice, get back home around midnight, do homework, and hang out like, Two people, right? And okay. That was like my schedule so, like for months. I was just completely new to this. Okay, and this the first video you put up when? Uh, I believe it was in March. Okay, so um, it was like right when all the co- so you were at home, school was closed at this point, mm-hmm. or school's online. I did I don't even really because you're in high school, right? Yeah, I'm on taking online courses though. Right okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So they were doing okay. Dude, that's okay. So when did it like really? When when were you like? <laughs> okay, just a. Just to fill everybody in, I mean, you're you're talking about going from z- zero followers yeah. in March. Here we are at the end, uh, you know, at the well, this episode goes out at the very beginning of 2021, but we're recording mid December, and we're talking. You're at 1.1 million followers. Yeah. Okay. So where was the uh, like? Uh oh, moment. <laughs> when was like, when was it like? Oh my gosh, this is like really starting to go. Um, I made this series, and well, it was actually a trend. Uh, it was about like you lock eyes with this kid at school. It's just some stupid concept, right? But it was like you locked eyes with kids at the school, and you see like what type of mythological like creature he was, and it's like a werewolf. Like it was just something <laughs> silly. Like I don't know. I just put it out there. I was on Facetime with my friend that night. Uh, actually, my best friend on TikTok right now. His name's Bilal. He's another content creator. We both started off. I met him when I had like 20,000 followers and we both had like 20K together. And now he's at like 800K close to it. 
And now nah, we've been, we've been on this journey together. So yeah, shout out to you, Bilal, if you're watching this. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, he, me and him, we'd stay up till like two in the morning because we had nothing else to do. At the time, we weren't even taking online classes, just like a long spring break. Right, right. So we'd stay up all night making like, you know, notepads and just writing out these ideas. Right, so you guys were like really sketching out ideas. Oh, yeah, no, we were things going to record. at it, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's really when it started taking off was when we started doing like these all-nighters and making ideas. We had this idea of just like this 1.30 in the morning idea, something cheesy, something stupid, but something simple at the same time, something uh, satisfying to watch. And, you know, it, that, that completely took off. That was my first video to hit a million views. And that, that's when I started gaining 100,000 followers a week. Okay, so that her. was like the one that really triggered it. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. That one got Wait, me to 100,000 When was that video? Do you remember what month? <sighs> I think still in March. Like towards the end of March. Okay. Um, maybe April. Maybe Dang, early dude. April. So this is like quick. It happened kind of right out of the gate. Yeah, this is like, this is nuts. So, well, like, I, I want to kind of dive into, you know, some, one of the things that you told me is that you're like really, uh, kind of using this as an opportunity to kind of, you know, I don't know, I don't know the fight's the right word, but fight bullying and, yeah. you know, and the anxiety that comes around this kind of stuff. I mean, what, like, what has your experience been so far in that? Like, I mean, have you had people leaving comments that were like super negative, that were hurting your feelings? You know, like, has there been, I, I would assume if you got 1.1 million, oh, yeah. people are yeah. going to be like, who is this idiot? Like, uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. And stuff, what you mean. Yeah, I mean, have you been getting that? And, oh, of course. Okay. It just comes along with the job, you know? <laughs> and, and, and how do you take it? Like, how, um, how old are you again? I'm eight. It just turned 18. Just September. turned 18. Okay. Because the one thing that I know, and sorry, I'm gonna, I promise to our audience I'll stop and let him start speaking. <laughs> the one thing that I know is that a, a lot of teens, uh, their identities really start to get like wrapped up in social media, mm -hmm. right? And in these platforms and what people think of them. And, and, and so I'm, I'm really, really curious, you know, somebody who's gone from zero to 1.1 million in a very short period of time like what your perspective is on all that and, and these negative, you know, any negative comments and bullying and that kind of thing. Well, when the opportunity first came up and when my did, first video did blow up and I decided to actually do something with it, actually, you know, manifest it and continue on with this, I knew that some form of bullying, whether that was just kids in my town or just online, would it would come up eventually. And it did. It happens, you know. That happens when you have a people, um, 1.1 million people that follow you. Um, but, you know, growing up, I always was bullied. Uh, elementary school, you know, I was the tallest kid, right? So no parents would want me around their kids and stuff like that. So it wasn't anything new to me, but I did have like social anxiety in middle school due to bullying in elementary school, which eventually led to high school as well, beginning of high school. Um, it, it really came into the point where I stopped caring during lockdown because I knew I was like, ah, I'm not going to see these kids for a while, you know? This lockdown, like, it's rumored it's going to be going into summer break. I won't have to see these kids for, like, four months. I have four months to do what I want. So, you know, I just kind of took that opportunity, and I wanted to build a platform. I know most people are like, oh, well, POVs isn't really, like, it doesn't really prove against anti-bullying. Well, it the way I see it is that 
you know, POVs is sometimes to some people seen as the cringy community in a way. Well, I mean, a lot of communities are seen as cringy communities. Just about any community can be cringy. But um, POVs, a lot of my POV friends, uh, different communities go after different communities. So, um, yeah, so some people thought it was cringy. And I just wanted to show people that, you know, I can stand up to this easily. You know, just, yeah, you might be anxious about making videos or, you know, duetting my videos. But, you know, just kind of push through it, I guess. And recently I started up a Discord server, which completely goes against um, or, you know, fights social anxiety by getting to meet new people. And one thing I learned on my time on TikTok is the best way to fight social anxiety is by talking to people online first. It is the easiest way to, you know, get out of that little box that you're in. So I made this Discord server to let my followers get to know me better as a person and get to know each other and become um, new friends on there. So that's been kind of like my goal is to fight, you know, social anxiety and anti-bullying. So you're pulling people to like your own community, like, but like, I, what do you mean by Discord server? I don't even know if I understand what so you're saying. So a Discord server is like a server that I run. Anybody right. can join. Okay, I figure that's what you're mm-hmm. talking. So like, are you're inviting them to that place? Yeah, it's in my TikTok bio, so they can just join okay. in whenever they want. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but it's all you know helps social anxiety. It's there's even like a therapy chat in there if people don't want to get what's off their chest. Moderators will come in and help talk to them about it, and you know other people that help out other people get like higher roles and stuff. That's just really how it works. But you know everyone seems to love it. Dang, what was the first social media platform that you were on? <laughs> um, like a big platform or just any platform in general? I, I I'm just kind of curious, like whatever platform. Like what was the first social media platform you were on, and what in what age do you remember? Yeah, it was Instagram, and I believe it was sixth grade, and I don't think my mom knew I downloaded it. Okay. Yeah, I kind of hid it from my mom. They okay. didn't know I downloaded it. My mom didn't want me getting Instagram, <laughs> and I kind of snuck onto my sister's Vine account sometimes when I was in fifth grade and watched some Vines. My parents were like, we don't want you watching that. Okay. But I did. You know, I was like, why not? Okay. So, so parents were getting, I mean, when, now that you are 18 and you have a social media following that's super super large like i mean what is what are what are your thoughts on that for other kids right because i it's funny as a parent you know i have have an 11 year old and a seven year old and you know we just get into these discussions with other parents and it's like man when's the right time to let your child be on social media well the thing is i've started to notice is that you know kids that get on social medias especially tiktok um if they do their video does go viral then they will get bullied. You know, it's bound to happen because these older kids don't want these little kids on platforms and apps like that. So I guess uh, a good time, a good age for them to really just start exploring the platform would be about 12 years old, 13 years old. But I would let them start posting around like 15. Okay. It's probably the best bet because these kids don't really understand what they're going to be making. And what it means to other people because it really just goes down to a you know our generation you know how gen z's and like how they run social media they don't really they don't get that yet at a young age you like seem to me like that like this bullying and the things that happen don't, don't really bother you has there been a comment that has bothered you uh, no not really i mean no? you just kind of said it like i mean what what was your mindset going into that then because i feel like too many people do get wrapped up into like what these comments are saying about them right yeah and so it's you know like 
I don't know, how did you create or how did you, you know, just have that mindset of like, I'm not gonna let this bother me? I mean, I would just kind of laugh it off, you know? I would just, if I see a hate comment, I'd find the funny ones, I'd respond to them. And usually if I respond to when I was mean, uh, my followers, I don't want them to attack. They know that my followers would attack them if they saw it, so they would usually delete the comment. But it's not even that, it's just like, you know, you just kinda gotta laugh these things off. They're inevitable, so, you know, it's might as well just either embrace them, let them make you a stronger person mentally, or just either let it get to you. Given the fact that it's all happened this quickly, what if it, like, where would your mindset be, like, if it all disappeared tomorrow? Like, what if TikTok was was no more? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I mean, have you ever thought about it? Oh, no, I've almost been through it. Like, yeah, yeah okay, because this year, scandal, I mean, yeah. what? Because, like, I mean, during the, like, Trump at one point was even saying, like, oh, you know, if this doesn't sell or, you know, we're going to shut TikTok down. I mean, were you, like, sweating during that time? Like, what? <laughs> like oh, no, please don't, please don't. <laughs> Not going to lie, yeah, that, that was, that did stick in my head. I was like, oh, man, I really hope this doesn't get shut down because I have all these friends on here. I have all my followers. I don't want to let them down. But, you know, at the same time, I was like, well, if it does get shut down, I could focus more on soccer, school, and really just focus more on myself. I mean, there's positive and negatives to these things, right? So so what's been the biggest positive? Um, really getting to make a platform to people that they can come and feel safe at and comfortable in. Um, try to make my own environment, my own atmosphere. Kind of just being in control of something that other people enjoy, which is super nice. Um, and, the and, big, and the biggest negative? The biggest negative would be uh, the mental strain that, you know, media has uh, on teenagers. And things like that would mostly be caused by stuff like cancel culture. Yeah, so talk to me about that. For, for, <laughs> for our audience who doesn't understand or know even what cancel culture is, uh, why don't you explain cancel culture? What is cancel culture to you? I think cancel culture is something that is created but completely misinterpreted, right? I believe that cancel culture should mostly apply for people of certain ages or things that they've done. I think cancel culture has been used a bit excessively and most of it's caused by people's boredom. Um, People get bored, they want to go on, you know, harass a big creator because they can for doing something stupid like making a song that wasn't a good song, right? Instead of, you know, motivating the person to actually make a better song the next time or um, helping, trying to help them out, prove them, like give them points and tips, people just go right in and bash them for it. Dude, what? Like, why is the world so like this? It drives me crazy. I couldn't tell It's you just man. easier to be like, you suck, you're terrible, yeah. give up. I mean, it's like, it's everybody's default. And so that's like, that is, that is cancel culture. Yeah. Just like trying to prevent people from, you know, it's funny because you, you know, you talk about soccer and other things like my, like my son is an avid runner and like he's had, and I've, I think I've even talked about on the show before, but we've like, he was kind of going through some bullying with somebody at school to a point where like this person, you know, it was just really trying to keep him from succeeding, you know? And he was like, cause he was just one of the best runners. And, and like, I actually had to go to him during the school day one day, pull him out of class after I found out some stuff that happened and, and set him aside and say, listen to me, 
Like this world is full of people who will always try to tear you down to their level because they're not willing to work to get to your level. You know, and I, for me, like that is that that's cancel culture, right? With, from the standpoint of people just want to like bring you down, tear you down, cancel you out, so that way you just almost create a mindset of I can't do it. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Um, I think cancel culture, in my opinion, I think it's majority of the times it's stupid. Now, other times, I believe that it's necessary. Some some of these creators just don't deserve a platform, right? In what ways, what do you mean? Um, they, they will say things that you know shouldn't be put out there. Um, they will do things outside of TikTok that shouldn't be done. That's just you know socially unjust or illegal for that matter. Um, they, they, they try to come out on these platforms as role models for these younger kids. A lot of the big, bigger creators do this, but really outside of it, they just completely fake the whole thing. And it's people like that just that that give you know influencers a bad image, right? Because they're just living a completely fake life online. Exactly. No, if you want to go into internet influencing, you do have to change you know the the way you are, in, in a sense. What I mean by that is you have to you know be more socially educated on touchy topics. Um, you have to, you know, find what motivates you and really stick with it. You have to really be motivated by it. And it has to be something you really have to take advantage of and grasp with two hands. So it's interesting. It's the small things, but they kind of all pile together to be bigger things to really become an influencer. Most of these creators that, you know, deserve to be canceled, though, were the ones that just got lucky and went viral and really didn't do much, didn't really have a goal. They just, you know, were screwing around one night and they got lucky. And I think that's what really pisses me off the most. Just about the, they, they just give us a bad rap. Like take um some of the guys out in LA, for example. I'm sure you heard of the, some of the content houses, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've been hearing about like some of the news about it explain, maybe. Explain explain to our audience what a content house is. Okay, so a content house is these creators, uh, they get these managers with these agents, agencies like Top Talent, um, like Town X and just stuff like that. And what these agencies do is they get a bunch of these sponsors, they get a bunch of money, uh, they put all these creators in a house. These are the guys that want to take internet influencing to the next level, really want to make it a career out of it. Like um, Charlie D'Amelio and Noah Beck. Well, Charlie's not in a house anymore, but she was originally in a hype house. And they all live in these big houses out in L.A. You know, these ridiculously massive houses. And there's all these teenagers that live in it. And people see it as like, oh, well, it seems super easy. It seems like a super simple life. Well, I mean, I have friends with some of these guys in these content houses. And it's actually not as easy as it seems. These guys are always getting wailed on with promos. They actually don't have much time to do what they want. They're always busy 24-7. If they miss one thing, if they mess up one thing, then it backlashes on them massively. Uh, They don't do a promo, then they lose a dramatic amount of their promos that they get, which is a massive amount of their income. Um, That's how they really stay in these houses and stuff. So it is, uh, I mean, on top of that, you have like stuff like cancel culture coming in, keeping up with uh, your fandoms, what's socially correct, and all these different things that just you know you need to, these influencers need to keep up with it is it seems stressful um 
and these kids like give up going to the chance to play, you know, sports in colleges and stuff. Uh, going to college, they have most of the times they have to take it on later in life if it doesn't work out for them. But um, what's I mean, what's the, what's the point of these houses? Just to collaborate and create more content. It, it expands get... your platforms. Okay. And you know, it gives you more of a more cross, like cross between other. Mm-hmm. You're doing if you're doing a TikTok with two other people who have a million followers, it's like you're gonna get more and more and more. Is that is that the idea? I don't even know if I under, really understand why they put all these kids in a house together, except that it reminds me of like real world on MTV back in the day. If you know <laughs> yeah. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, you know what that is? Yeah, I know what that is. Okay. <laughs> James? Okay. Um, just, just checking. Yeah, no, I it's almost it's kind of funny it's almost like a cult right <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so all these guys they come together with these managers and they like collab and stuff and they get all these followers to get to see each other and the bigger creators will work with the smaller creators and the smaller creators will work with you know even smaller creators or equal value creators and they'll live in a house together and the house will get a lot of followers to, they have their own page usually. Okay. Um, once their house gets a lot of followers, then this spreads out through usually about all the members. They get verified on all their platforms. Most of the times, uh, they get a lot more opportunities. Uh, most of the houses actually even give you like uh, opportunities on things like Netflix, like Chase Hudson, for example, Little Huddy. He's in a movie that's coming up that Machine Gun Kelly's directing. And the majority, the reason why he got that role is because his contract with, I think... It's not top talent that runs Hype House, but the house he's in, the agency that owns the house, they really got him the deal to get on a movie. So he's about to be in his, like, his own movie. So these will give you like opportunities. Some of these actors are going to be in like their own shows and stuff now, like Addison Ray and Dixie D'Amelio already had her own show not too long ago, and Griffin Johnson, all these other big creators. So it really does expand your career as, you know, whether it's being modeling, acting, or just internet influencing. Have you been asked to be in one of these houses? Uh, I've had the opportunity to come up. Yeah. But, you know, it was just a weird time. I didn't want to go in anything yet because I'm looking to play soccer in college. And, you know, there's just a lot of things on the table right now. But, no, I've been approached by an offer offer a couple times. Yeah. Well, so what what do your parents think about all this? (laughs) Well, originally, when I first started, um, they didn't really know about it until I hit about, I think, like 10,000 followers. Okay. That's um, that's when they're like, oh dang! Like our kid has ten thousand followers. It wasn't even that, man. It was, <laughs> it was just like, oh neat, neat, good job. <laughs> it wasn't until I got my first promotion that they were like, I like this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, so yeah, your first promotion. What was that? Uh, it was just the audio promotions. I made a video with these um music that people make, and the thing about TikTok is it's a great platform for promoting music. A lot of songs that are going viral nowadays are mostly coming through TikTok. So all these audio companies and these record labels, they'll come in, they'll pay these tons of money for these big influencers to use their songs in like a dance or something to really just try to start a trend. It's honestly genius if you think about it. All right, so I'm a recording artist Mm -hmm. under a label. My label will take a 30 second clip of my, what I hope will be my new hit song, Mm -hmm. hit you up and say, hey, make a TikTok using this 30 second 30 seconds of this song and we'll pay you for it. Is that is that the idea? It's somewhat like that. Uh you can message an influencer directly if you were looking to promote music. 
but you're going to have to ask them what their price range is. Some of these guys might kind of rip you off, maybe try to pull you up a little high. The best thing to do is contact one of their managers to see if they're with like anyone that gives them promos. I have a guy that gets me promos, good friend of mine. He's a um, top talent agent, but he helps me with promotions. He gets me all these audio deals. And yeah, he takes a cut, but I'm it's, it's like still a, yeah, like, it's like yeah. a manager. Yeah, it's like a manager. Let them let them do the work, bring you the bring you the money. Yeah. And give them a share. But you ha- you have a better chance of reaching out to one of these managers and getting a good deal with one of them instead of contacting an influencer directly. It really depends on, you know, the statistics and their numbers. So is this like this is a- you know, one video using this little music loop, right? Yeah. What is, like, what is, what kind of income does that make for an influencer? Does it depend on their following, I would assume? It or? does. Uh, I had a friend that has 2.2 million followers and he would charge about $1,000 per video. Dang. Yeah. Okay. And then I have an, I have an, my friend Bilal. Or it's actually like, really not that bad. It's you know, really I'm not. Thinking, like a thousand bucks to get it in front of potentially 2.2 million people if they watch it. Yeah. You really want to look at the creator's views, right? So my friend was averaging like 400,000 views. So you'd have about 400,000 over, or like you'd have about 400,000 people or less listen to your song for 30 seconds. A majority 30, of the time. bucks. Yeah. For $1,000, which is, if you think about it, it's actually really good. Right. You have a better chance of, you know, doing that than making a whole music video on YouTube, hoping it goes viral and stuff like that, and trying to do it on your own. I mean, you could just hit up an influencer, and it, it's honestly a great investment nowadays. Well, and then, like, people can copy the sound from the video, right? Yeah. And make their own TikTok using the sound. Yeah. And that just kind of, like, starts to exponentially get the, the loop out. Because there's been a lot of, like, music loops that start trending, everybody starts using them. I mean, that's the idea, that's what they're trying to to accomplish, right? Yeah, that's more or less what the, their goal is. I love this stuff, this is super <laughs> fascinating. So, I mean, your parents were just kinda like, oh, okay, great, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. like, they, they hear, oh, you can make money on this, now the, like, the tone changed, or what? It was, <laughs> mom and dad, no offense if you're listening or watching this, but, um, <laughs> and to be completely honest, when my parents first saw it, of course they were supportive of it, For but, sure. um, they're, they, they're like, just don't focus on it. Probably even put this behind a hobby, right? Okay. But I had nothing to do in my free time, so I'd just go up in my room and make TikToks all day. My parents would sometimes get on to me for doing that. Like, you're spending too much time. You're like, you just like go on a run or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, I get like, go outside and touch some grass, right? But I mean, yeah, I was staying in shape over lockdown, what can I say? But you know, okay. <laughs> um, I was spending a lot of time, about like two to three hours a day, making, making TikToks. TikToks. Uh, coming up with original ideas for POVs. And you say you were making like two to three drafts? No, uh, about like, well, I'd make about five drafts, post two to three times a day. Okay. Mm. I originally started yeah. off by posting eight times a day and just, you know, the more you post, the better chance you have getting on the For You page. Okay. So you slowed that down. Why? Why not post eight a day? Um, it was really when school got into effect. Okay. And you're like, I still got to. Graduate yeah, high school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you still got some priorities, man. So, um, it also just came down to algorithm changes as well. Originally, when I first started, it was a weird time in the algorithm. I guess is when I first started, they were having a bunch of new like. There, there's these things called algorithm changes. Uh, sometimes they'll focus on smaller creators, help them like get a bit of foundation for a following, 
and you really give them the opportunity to grasp it or not. Right. And I guess for my advice for people that are wanting to start a TikTok is keep posting because these come up randomly. And when you get that opportunity, grab it with two hands and just don't let go. That's more or less what I did. I got super lucky, but... Um, I mean, it makes sense, right? From a platform standpoint, like oh yeah. you put you post one video and it gets 60,000 views in 24 hours. Well, what do you say? You go, oh crap, like... Dang, like, I, let me post again. Let me, like, it's almost like, it, you know, it gets you addicted. The algorithm got you addicted to it. Yeah. To the point where you're like, oh, let me, let me post more. Now, there, there has been a big algorithm change due to TikTok monetization. I'm sure. And that's what's kind of holding me back. I used to post like three times a day. Now I only post like about once or twice a day. And it's, it, I just pulled back because, you know, I'd post once great post doing really good i'll post again the post won't do well at all hmm. and it's not i'm not fo- it's not that i'm not focusing on the numbers i'm focusing on i want my followers to see the content i'm making like i'm spending time on this i want them to see it i want them to be inspired by it right i want them to be entertained by it yeah so it's kind of pointless when i make you know two videos and only see one of it because algorithm so um let me i got several questions that I want to ask. (laughs) So let me, like, let me, let me get to them because we're going to run out of time quick. Uh, Cause I can just dive so far into Like I I love the platform. I think it's genius. I think they just, you know, it's like, it's very similar to Vine and, but just a little bit longer you get, you know, what is it now? You can get up to 60 seconds of video. I mean, it's great. It's, it's entertainment. Like you could sit, literally sit there and just scroll for hours. It, it's, it's really not healthy from, from a content consumer standpoint. <laughs> I've gotten lost in it before, just laying in bed, like just laughing my tail off. Um, you know, so I have to, I have to ask, like, yeah, go for how it. many people in your circle, right, whether it's family, uh, friends, have been like, yo dude, like, come, let me make a TikTok with you, like let's collaborate on stuff so that way you can help me boost my following, right? Cause I, I get, cause you, you know, I look <laughs> yeah. at Charlie, you know, you said Charlie D'Amelio, right? Mm-hmm. Like her sister, Dixie, mm-hmm. she like, I mean, really Dixie became famous. From her sister. From her sister. More or less, yes. Because her sister started blowing up and then she was like, yo, let me, yo, yo sis, let me get in on here. And which was smart. Like I think that was genius. Cause now they're both, you know, talented influencers. Um, but I mean, have you had anybody be like that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I had kids. What are those that, conversations like? Uh, You're like, ah, oh, like. Yeah, uh. I would just be like, I oh, mean, I don't have to buy stuff with me to make a video. I like, I just only do POVs. Like, I don't make like all these dance videos, which I am. I'm completely open to make dance videos and stuff like that. But anyways, yeah. And then I'll have random kids that I haven't talked to in like two years <laughs> come up and be like, "Man, what's up, William? It's been so long." He's just like. It's like, crazy. Who are you? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And he was like, man, we should hang out sometime. I'm like, sure. Uh, you know? <laughs> I'm just... So, I mean, do you do you have any siblings? I have a sister, yes. Okay. How old is she? Uh, 20. 20. Okay, so she's a little older. But she, I mean, she's still at the age where she's like, hey, like, does she even care about social media? Is this? Oh, like, she does, yeah. She does? When it, when it first happened, she was, uh, she was asking to make TikToks with me. Yeah? A lot, yeah. Have you she done still one? is. Have you done any of them? Yeah, I've done a couple like, of like, no, I've done like sis. two with my sister. You're like, no, sis is my thing. Yeah, I've done a couple with my sister. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's just super interesting because I, I, I would just imagine like 
you know, those, those kind of conversations. Like, have you had to have awkward conversations where you're just like, uh, like I really don't want to. Yeah. No, it's, it's weird sometimes, but you know, you get used to saying no so much. (laughs) It's just kind of simple. (laughs) So have you, I mean, you were talking about the, with your parents where, you know, they kind of saw the light bulb a little bit when there was a potential to make some money here. Mm. Like, have you made money? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you going to tell us how much? Yeah, I could say. Um, I usually do a promotion deal for an audio, about $500 a video. Okay. And um, How many of those opportunities have you had since March? It, they really start coming in until I hit 200,000 followers. And that was in May or June. And I had this girl hit me up and she gave me like, you do this for $45. At the time I was like, $45? I was like, you got yourself a deal. Didn't even look twice so, into so it. So the first deal was forty five bucks. It was forty five bucks. I don't even think it was like cheaper than that. It was more like thirty or something. I don't even remember. It was Dude, like that's awesome. What would be now like a complete rip off? I was just like my money. It was like money. I was like I'll take it. Yeah. So are you, like, are you just like Venmo me? Or like how are you exchanging cash yeah, with these through people? PayPal. PayPal. Venmo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 40, it was great. 45 bucks let's 45 go bucks. I go up to my purse like dad I made $40 he was, like, he was like really I was like yeah from TikTok he's like I'll keep it and up and then when you're like you're like oh I got 500 bucks from TikTok and then they're like oh like, no no I'm just going downstairs like I got a $500 deal promotion I was like good job What yeah. what's the total for 2020 for 2020 yeah roughly like how much money I've made yeah I made about $2,500 off of monetization okay and that's usually about $20 a day okay um audio promotions uh started working up from I used to do three deal promotions and I did about six or nine of them and it's a big margin but um that was $45 and that was with my first kind of person that would send me audios so I would do about Bundles of three, so I'd get about $150 for each time I did that. And then I started working with this guy who'd give me about $200. And then $300, I worked with some companies, some local companies, um, about like $100 to $200. And then the big ones start rolling in when? September, I believe. Yes. And I started off with $300. I did about 10 of those. And then I got about four $400 ones. So roughly close to 20, maybe less than that, 16 grand. Dang, dude. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. And, uh, like, you, and you know, like, that's only going to grow, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I mean, especially as this account, you, like, are you, I assume, like, where's your mindset at now? Like, are you looking at this as like, man, like, I could become an influencer? And mon- like, you know, people do this as a career. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that even of interest to you? Or are you still like, oh, I'm gonna finish high school, I wanna play soccer, I wanna go to college. Like, where is your mindset at now that this rush of, you know, what I would call, you know, TikTok success has hit you? Like, where, what are you thinking right now? <laughs> well, well, of course, of course. Here we are, 2021, what are you thinking right now? Well, of course I wanna go to college, yes. And playing soccer in college is ideal. You play keeper, right? I'm a goalkeeper, yes. Six foot five, you guys. <laughs> this guy's tall. Yeah, and um, you know, it's always been in my dream as a kid. I grew up watching these YouTubers, and I wanted to be a YouTuber. Now that I'm starting to get on that platform, I'm starting to switch over to Twitch and YouTube. 
not completely, but like I'm opening more platforms. Um, I'm not quite sure yet. Okay. It, every, there's options on the table. And I'm just kind of wandering around until, you know, a couple more months to the side. And you're pulling your audience to these platforms? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how many platforms, like, do you have a following on YouTube? So, no, I haven't opened it up yet. Oh, you haven't? Okay. And I haven't opened up my Twitch yet. Probably by the time this is released, it will be. But um, So these are things that are kind of like in the plans, they're things they've yeah. thought about. Like, we just got the whole setup for YouTube and Twitch. That's all complete. We're just looking for a good time to open it. Um, currently, yeah, like I'm on Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Mm. Have you had any uh, cool collaborations with any of these other? Because I know you said you, you you had another friend who or somebody who became your friend. Oh yeah, because no, I've, I've done um, collaborations. With my friend Brandon Sorbo. He was down in St. Petersburg. Um, this is my first collaboration I did, and then I did a collaboration in Orlando with a bunch of influencers. And what do those collaborations look like? Um, like, like what are you doing? <laughs> me, I was just sitting on the couch the whole time, man. <laughs> like everyone's over there doing like the renegade, like just dancing, uh, uh, okay. and I was over there. I'm, I don't, know, don't dance, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm too tall to do this. Like I'm just going to tower over the person in front of me. So I was just kind of like, and nor can I dance either. I'm not a good dancer. You know, I'm just too lengthy to do that i'll probably end up smacking someone in the back of the head you know but um no it's fun you get to meet these new people and that's the thing i really liked about it is i've, I've built a almost near like close to a family with it right okay. that's cool and yes of course there's drama to come along with that right you always have the family drama well there's the tiktok drama that comes along with it but you i know, love how it doesn't bother you though oh, not like, at all it's just kind of like you know, eh, you, whatever it, it did it did at first i will say that but, you know, you just kind of got to power through it um, to the point where you just kind of like you don't really care that much. Have you had the opportunity to connect with anybody like Charlie, Charlie Dinalio? I haven't had the opportunity uh, to go to Sway House and hang out with the guys there and collab with them. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen due to soccer and okay. COVID at the time. I was starting up my uh, semi-professional season and I couldn't do that. But... Uh, yeah, I've been invited out to LA tons of times to go out to these content houses, make collabs with all these people. It's just a weird time frame for me because I'm still super busy. Like I'm still playing soccer for high school club. Um, I'm doing school, trying to get through college applications, just stuff like that, you know. But, you know, hopefully second semester of my high school year when I'm done with all this, I can go out in LA a couple of times and hang out with some of my friends there, make some collabs with them. It seems like it's going to be fun. Do you know where you want to go to school? Oh, uh, we have a couple of op- uh, options in mind right now. Yeah. You don't want to tell us where? It's classified right now just to do <laughs> soccer purposes, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So you're trying to, okay. Because you're, what, possible scholarships and stuff or what? Um, Yeah, kind of like that too. But at the same time, as I told you, cancel culture. People okay. will try to find anything against you. I got gotcha. They'll even make up stuff. It's happened to my friend. Um, <laughs> They've made up accusations about him when he was in college, like before he even got into college and they almost took his opportunity away from him to getting in that school until it was like false. So, I mean, me and my family, we decided to keep the whole commitment thing until I'm fully signed and know the fact that we're going there. Okay. We're just going to keep it all like on the, on the download right now. So now they have 1.1 million followers and like, like are your parents getting more involved? Like, are they, are they like, okay, this is really cool, but we need to like sit down and have some real family discussions about, you oh, know, yeah, we've had those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What have those have been like? 
um, sitting like, down. What are like what are their concerns? Because I'm trying to put myself. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm really trying to put myself in the, you know, seat of a parent. <laughs> yeah, just I'm like, I'm like, say your I'm like yo, I'm like, what if this TikTok? happens to my eleven? You know, if my eleven year old becomes, you know, if he's eighteen and he's got one point one million followers, like, what should I be doing? You know, like, I would love to hear like your advice to parents who have a kid who just got one million followers on oh, a social yeah. media platform. What are they supposed to do? <laughs> well, there's several things they can do. Uh, try your best to be supportive with the kid. That's the first. Don't try to, you know, stop him from making it. Make sure his priorities aren't checked. Make sure he's getting like his schoolwork done. That's always come. That always comes first. But be supportive. Make sure, like, if he's not doing anything, it's just relaxed day. Let's say a Saturday, family's not doing anything. Your kid's upstairs making TikToks and stuff. Just be like, check in on him. Make sure he's like doing all right because you know it is a mentally straining job. I worked both retail and internet influencing. They're both completely different animals. And most of these um, parents have no idea what being an influ- internet influencer is like. As in retail, he's like, oh, well, customer service, you have to do it for about six hours. TikTok is, you know, until you're done with it, more or less. Or until you get bullied off the app. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brutal, mentally. So what's next? I mean, here's 2021, just entering a new year. Yeah. What, like, where's, you know, what's, are you making... How many TikToks in the month of January? <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully every winter break I can make, go back to posting twice or three times a day. I'm gonna see if that'll be able to work back for me because I do want to make more content. Most of the thing is like a time schedule. Like I'm making TikToks during lunch, dude. Like, you know, like I'm doing <laughs> online school. Majority of the reasons because first off, I don't want to be around the kids in my high school due to TikTok because you know, they're gonna make fun of me or they're gonna want to use me for it. And then I have more time to make it. It's just a lot more simpler for me just to do it in my bedroom. Like I can get up out of fourth period once it's done, go over, make a TikTok, eat some lunch while I'm doing it, get right in fifth period. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot, it's, it's like, a lot more simple. I love how like, you're just trying to fit it in between school. Oh yeah, no, it's just, man, it's just like, it's there, you know? Um, this has been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I, uh, I'm really fascinated by like the, really the culture behind you know behind TikTok and and that kind of thing. I mean, if there's somebody that's out there that really uh just struggles with, you know, what people comment. I mean, what like what's your advice to that to the you know, teenager that is going through some of the same stuff that you're going through? So just kind of like some hate comments and stuff. Yeah. So like what, like what would you say to him? Yeah, I would just I would tell him, you know, man, it's just like they're they're not worth your time, right? They're they're a lot lower than you are. If they're commenting this stuff on things that you're putting effort into, well, then they either they don't respect it. But you don't need their respect, regardless, right? You need respect from your family, respect from your peers, your friends, the ones that you actually trust, and most importantly, respect for yourself, right? You respect yourself while you're doing it. Then I mean, that's then you're set. Once you get that in your head, I mean, it's difficult to get that in your head at first. You, you're focused on, you know, everything that everyone's saying to you because you're like, oh, this is my image. I want to see how people view me. And when people are like, oh, you're like you're weird. You're just trying to get girls and stuff. That's the whole reason why you're on this app. You know, it's just like you got to you got <laughs> to ignore Is that the reason it. you're on the app is to get girls? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's why I all started. No, I was just bored, man. That's the whole reason why I started it. But, you know, I'm so glad it turned into what it did. And, you know, 
I've been through it. My friends have been through it. But every creator has been through hate, right? And, you know, it's going to happen if you want to get into it. You just got to, you know, view yourself the way you want to view yourself instead of seeing how others view you. But at the same time, keeping in mind of how others view you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So don't take what they say to heart, but almost let it educate you in a way, right? Because some of the times are not wrong. The hate comments aren't wrong. Like, so some of it you can. So what you're saying is some of it you can almost perceive as like feedback. Yeah. And you can take some of. It. I mean, it's it it almost it's like it it just depends on who it's really coming from. I feel like you know, for example, and I I don't know. You're the expert here, not me. Yeah. But like, but I'm like, <laughs> like he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. To come across that, like that's, that. It's like yeah, that's true. Uh, the, you know, uh, I'm gonna. T- take the comments from the people who listen all the time and comment on every one of our podcasts, right? And they Mm -hmm. say, they say, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, I don't know, like somebody who is an avid listener and I know that they're an avid listener, if they give me feedback on the podcast, like I'm gonna listen, Mm -hmm. right? But somebody who I've never heard of, who's never given, who's never commented on anything that I don't know is probably the first episode they ever heard. Like I might not necessarily take that feedback to heart, right? Because they're not, uh, they're not a loyal, audience member you know what i mean or they're, oh, yeah, or they're no, exactly. just seeing it for the first time it's almost like who, who's it coming from? you're gonna take what your mom and dad say to heart versus some stranger on the internet yeah. so it's that's kind of the way i perceive that but yeah i know i know what you mean but um have you watched the social dilemma no i haven't okay i was just curious <laughs> it's on netflix oh okay, yeah i'll check yeah, it's it out all, it's all about social media and like the impacts of social media oh, no, i've heard like, of that heard yeah, of it, yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting so i was just like if you had watched it i wanted to kind of get your take on no, it. i'm experiencing it <laughs> <laughs> firsthand um, firsthand well uh like where can our audience find you so you're definitely on tiktok yeah like what's your tiktok handle uh, it's william underscore papa underscore and then um my instagram is william underscore papa 18 and my Snapchats and my uh, TikTok bio, same with my Discord. Okay. And if you go to my Instagram, my tic- TikTok's in that bio, as well as my Discord. So really just, if you are looking for like a you know safe, comfortable community, especially not just like educate yourself, because that's what I'm starting to lean more towards, is to educate these young influencers on mm-hmm. what they want to do. I'm doing it like in between what I'm already doing, because I don't want to let the people down that follow me for my POVs. Right. So I'm like, I'm doing all these, I'm juggling all these different communities together. So, um, so you're really staying like on that PO, like that point of view, the POV content on your TikTok, like they're all that way. No, you, no, no, they're you, all like the way. Okay. Um, but that's like the main theme of your content. More or less. Cause that's what I went viral off of. That's okay. the community I really went into. Yeah. And I, to be honest, if you're looking to become a TikToker and you want some advice, uh, I do think that the POV is the best community to grow off to because it's the easiest to be the most creative with um, starting a whole trend out of nowhere. It's just kind of like you got a lucky thought. Hopefully it doesn't flop, you know? Yeah. But P- I recommend POVs being the starting off one. It's really good. Maybe I'll do my first POV. <laughs> you can even make it something funny. POV. You're like, will you collaborate with me? Oh, will definitely. We, yeah. What, what does new scooters for less have to pay you to like do a, like a, uh, uh, the whole TikTok for new scooters for less. We can do a fun. I could fun do like one. a POV walk. What, like what does that cost? Some, the, like the mechanics working <laughs> on your scooter or something. And you lock eyes with them. You know, something like that. Yeah. Hey man, don't tease me, dude. 
<laughs> well, well, we'll make it happen. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks again for coming on the show. This has been super interesting. Interesting. I, I'm a you know I'm a social media guy, so I hope uh you know a lot of our audience just dives into it. TikTok's been one of those platforms that's just been super fascinating. I think a, a lot of people, I, I've noticed that a lot of people have had similar experiences. Not not quite as quick. Like I would definitely say you're the person you're the only person that i know that's gone from like zero to 1.1 that rapidly uh but man like it's that's and when i say 1.1 1.1 million yeah. that rapidly that's pretty fascinating so it's uh i'm gonna be super interested to kind of like watch and see where it goes from here to see how you know to see what you decide with monetizing it or career-wise it'll be it'll be super interesting no, i'm so. excited to see uh, what we do with it too because you know it can change very quickly absolutely well, thanks again for joining us. And thanks to the team that makes this show possible. You guys, we got James Leitner behind the camera. He makes me look so good. James. <laughs> thanks, buddy. And of course, to Sarah Lentz, Allison Madrino, and my co-host, Michael Dees, who's not here today. Uh, Mike, I hope you feel better, bro. And uh, podcast fam, if you're driving and didn't have a chance to write down the information of the incredible sponsors that make this show possible, don't worry, we've got your back. Visit whoagnv.com forward slash sponsors or simply click the links in the show notes of this episode. And a special love and shout out this episode to the UF Mover guys. You guys, if you or someone you know is about to move, tell them to give our friends, the UF Mover Guys, a call. Brad, Jordan, and the team at UF Mover Guys can do it all. They offer full service packing. They they can move bulky items. They will disassemble that furniture you need to move. And if you need to put it in storage, they've got your back there as well. They offer free and fast, no obligation estimates. They require no money up front. You pay when the move is complete and you are 100% satisfied with their work. Give them a call at 352-415-0888. Eight, six, or visit them at ufmoverguys.com. And of course, when you do, say, I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast. The podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Give us your best whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we will see you later. Bye. 